0: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends ten thirty one seventeen.
1: Well, hello, all of you. You have reached the Locked On NFL podcast with Matt Williamson, as you know, and I have been building it up all week. A special, special guest. The last time I talked to this young man, we were picking games at the four-letter network on the Football Today podcast, and I have brought back Robert Flores. Roflo, what is shaking, brother? Hey man, how you doing? Good to be with you. Yeah, dude, you're the, uh, one of the first ever guests we've ever had on the podcast. There's no doppelganger, there's no uh, Jay Soderbergh to help out. So I've been pretty, I, I don't know how to do any of these things. So I'm trying to figure it out from my basement, how to figure out how to get people on. And start to work out. It's good stuff, dude. Did you watch yeah. a game last night? Not exactly a barn burner. I did. I did. Any and, takes from it?
2: Well, I, I think Gus Bradley is going to find himself fired. Um, yeah, and you know, just looking at at, at Blake Bortles, and, and you would know better than I. Um, I don't recall his throwing motion being that long. I mean, I knew it was. It wasn't like the quickest release, sure. but it's gotten longer and slower.
1: Big time, and I think that's one of his many problems. But that's the most glaring, because like Phil Sims was talking about last night. I mean, if you, it's just more room for error. It's longer. There's, you know, less accuracy because of it. It's not a dart that you're throwing. It's a big, long, like throwing from an outfield. You know, I mean, uh, you know, like an outfield throw as opposed to like a second baseman type throw. And and not to mention, in the NFL, everything happens so fast that from that from that impulse when his mind says, "I'm letting the ball go." until it actually comes out, if it's just a fraction of a second slower, those defensive backs are breaking on it. You know, there's people in the pocket batting it down. It's so low. And my take on it is, I just wonder, how much work did he do in the offseason? It looks like he's just regressing back to all his worst traits. Yeah, it, that,
2: that's what was confusing to me, is that, um, I, I mean, surely his deficiency, I mean, surely he can see it. Right. I mean, they watch yeah. so much film and surely, um, you know, they've talked to him about it. And, it, you know, it could be like a Tim Tebow thing where they keep saying, you know, oh, he's working on it and working on it. But you you go back to what you the muscle, you memory. know, it's instinctual. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's ultimately what you go back to. And, and and maybe that's the case with with Blake Bortles. But, you know, he, he didn't have a. He had an ugly 300-yard performance, that's for sure. But I, there, there's some big-time problems. I mean, there, this defense, and, and Gus Bradley is, a, is came as, with, from a defensive background, uh, this defense doesn't tackle well. Um, I'm not even sure what they're doing schematically. So I, there, there's some big, big issues for this Jaguars team. And this was the year that I, I think a lot of people had expectations that they would make the next move or make the next jump to really contend for this division. Uh, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen this year.
1: No, and I think uh, rarely do I condone. You know, let's let's fire the guy. You know, let's chop heads. You know, I mean, these people people work hard. I've been in that organiz- I've been in that situation. But I really think they need to find a quarterback whisperer. You know, I mean, some sort of offensive minded head coach. And you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, they spent so much money these past couple off seasons and all these draft picks. And you know, now it's time to get excited. And they're a nightmare. And, and I don't want to harp on this game too much. Let's start picking here soon. But I thought Mariota played really, really well. And I think that the Titans do have a plan. You know, we're going to run the yeah. ball. We've built an offensive line. LeBeau's our coordinator. You know I mean? Like, they're going in the right direction. What's your take? And for those who don't remember, you're a Texans fan. Right. Hey, this division's a disaster, obviously. Oh. <laughs> but who's your, what's your power ranks in the South right now after last night?
2: Jeez, um, I, I, that is so Man. difficult. Because, you know, all of these teams stink. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, um, all of them have major deficiency. And, and I just go back to, you know, which team has the better quarterback in this division. And I still think it's Andrew Luck. I still think that I think the Colts are going to ultimately win this division. If, if It wouldn't surprise me if it went Colts, Titans, Texans, and then Jags, how, how it oh, yeah. finished. I, I just don't see... Yeah, and and look, the Colts, their offensive line is atrocious. Um I, I, how much bad. more can Frank Gore hold on? Um although they I think they are getting Dante Moncrief back maybe this week against the Chiefs, so which which could help. They are so and
1: Thorsett, I, I think, is supposed to dress too. Yeah, so I, they're, guys.
2: yeah, I mean they, they're getting a couple of weapons back. But the Titans are interesting because they can run the ball. I mean, we saw Derrick Henry do some things and DeMarco Murray looks like he did when he was with the Cowboys Um, so if they can continue to have good, good defense and, and continue to have Marcus Mariota, uh, play like he played last night, you know, maybe they can leapfrog the Colts and the, and hold off the Texans for, for this division title. But, but make no mistake, this is a very, very poor division.
1: Yeah. And luck's playing out of his mind. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody in the division playing as well as Andrew Luck and at the most important positions that might be enough. It, it might be, and and uh, you, it, it like like we said, it's a very
2: poor division. I mean, whoever comes out of there, and there's only going to be one team that comes out of there, and that's the division yeah. champion. Yeah. I, I don't see the division champion uh, winning the home game. I see it, it's a one and out situation, like it was with the Texans last year.
1: Yeah, totally agree. So we got another London game. Or 9.30 9 30 AM we got this right we got Washington at Cincinnati. Well yes, it's not at but Washington and the Bengals. I think it's gonna be a really close game. Who do you like in this one?
2: Well, first before we get started, is this since we don't have a producer like a three d <laughs> right, right, here, does this mean I do all the drops myself? Please. Yes. That's what I, <laughs> I
1: do. So if Adam wait. and Eve has to come out, or if you have to lock it up, I mean, feel yeah. free. <laughs> yeah. I'm fired. I can't up. wait
2: to – Oh, it's it's too bad that the uh, Steelers are are off this week. The Steelers. Yeah, I could have had that down <laughs> in downtown Pittsburgh. Um,
1: Chargers are playing though.
2: Yeah, the Chargers are playing. Can't wait till we get to that game. But I'm with you. I, I think this game's going to be very close. Um, I, I, I'm going to go. You know, I, I want to know what's going on with Washington's running game. Um, You know, is Matt Jones going to be available? Is he going to be ready to go? He's been battling a bit of a knee injury. If not, it looks like it's Rob Kelly, Um, which I think is kind of funny because it's R. Kelly playing running back for Washington. (laughs) uh, But I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I'm looking at the line, and according – To this, uh, uh, to the four-letter network uh, line, it looks like Cincinnati's favored by three, which seems about right. Um, So I'll go with the Bengals.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because Rackham, Adam and Eve on a raft, cup of mud, and an upset special. I'm going to take Washington in this one. Okay. Um, I'm not real concerned about the running back. I, I think they've really built themselves an offensive line in Washington, you know, and making Cousins' life a lot easier. I read this morning that Norman and Josh, or not Josh, but Jordan Reed are both scheduled to play. And I think that's huge in this game because Norman has been, you know, he's been following stud receivers. And if you look at the Bengals, when A.J. Green goes bonkers, they win. When he gets kind of bottled up and has a tough day, they struggle. And hmm. I think Norman can hang with them, you know, at least battle them close to a draw. And they don't have a lot left, although Eifer coming back is big. But the Bengals linebackers also don't cover all that well, and I think Reed could do damage. If it, if it was going to be without those two, I'd take Cincy. But with them, give me a cup of mud.
2: All right, uh, you know the Bengals right now, Matt. They're they're three and four. They got the game uh, this Sunday in London, and then they go to the Meadowlands to take on the Giants, home to the Bills, and then to the Ravens. I mean, they're three and four right now,
1: and they've had a tough stretch till now.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, where, where do you think this team is at right now?
1: I was just asked that here in Pittsburgh on a local call saying, you know, are they a threat to the Steelers to win the division? I don't quite think they're there, but I do think that the second half of the season could be more favorable to the Bengals than the first half, you know, getting Eifert back. Um, yeah. you know, their losses are to like Pittsburgh, New England, Dallas, you know, they've lost to good teams, mm-hmm. so I do think it gets a little easier for them. They may be a nine-win team when it's all said and done. And if if they don't win a playoff game, is Marvin done? No. See, I think, this is my take on them, and it goes back to family history of the Browns you know, that own the Bengals, which is weird, obviously. The um, I think they're just cheap, and I think they're happy being eight- and nine-win team. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't go out in free agency, and everyone's like, The Bengals are doing it the right way. They're building from within like the Packers. No, they're just cheap. They should have kept Marvin Jones. (laughs) You know, I mean, I just think they're not willing to spend the extra little it needs to take them to one more level. And so, therefore, I think they're quite content where they are in this league right now.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see what happens, uh, you know, In the next couple of weeks, but with the Bengals um, and because I'm I'm just intrigued to find out, you know, what they ultimately do and how hot the seat becomes for Marvin Jones if they don't start getting some big wins.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. I hear. So we're
2: split there. I went with the Bengals. You went with Washington. Yes, sir. Uh, So next it's the Chiefs and the Colts. What do you think?
1: Dude, you're just taking over as the host. I, know, I love I'm it. Sorry. I love it. Please do. Of course, of course I have it. <laughs> That's great. My list is in a different order, but I like yours better. That's awesome. Um, what do you think, Triple D? Mm. Uh, I got the Chiefs in this one. I think, you know, luck can do a lot against Kansas City. I love that they're getting those weapons back like we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. But I think Kansas City just runs the ball well. You know, and Andy Reid, after the bye, he's well known that he always wins. And I think he's got his team playing Andy Reid football now. They're not throwing a lot of passes. They're controlling the clock. The defense is pretty decent. But Spencer Ware is legit. And if this was in Kansas City, I'd have no hesitation taking the Chiefs. In in Indy, I still am going to take them, but reluctantly.
2: Yeah, and, you know, sadly, as, as someone that drafted uh, Jamal Charles in the third round of a fantasy draft, it, it, I'm a little disappointed that, you know, it, it, it seems they're being very cautious with him. But, but also, you, as you said, Spencer Ware has been played so well. I mean, it, it's, I, I think this is going to be kind of a running back by committee for the, for the rest of the year. Uh, we, we talked about their, the Colts are getting Moncrief back. Uh, Andrew Luck has played well, despite getting hit a ton. Uh, the chiefs have some great pass rushers. Uh ah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm go, I'll go with the Colts. Nice. I'll go. With the Colts. Yeah. Um, split. you know, Kansas city is, is one in six in their last seven trips to Indianapolis. They lost playoff games in 06 in 2013. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Colts at home. Did you give home. you that note? What's that? Did
1: Pod Vader give you that little nugget? <laughs> no, <laughs>
2: I, I just read it. <laughs> okay.
1: Hey, what's yeah. the next game? All right, next one we got
2: Cardinals Panthers. Ooh. Wow, in Charlotte, Carolina is a three-point favorite. They're one and five. The Cardinals coming off that horrific tie Sunday at home against the Seahawks. Um, I'll Who's go with favorite? the Cardinals here. I'll go with the Cardinals. You say Carolina's
1: favored? Yeah. Carolina's by three. I think we both have the upset special then. Yeah. Double. I I got the Cardinals in this game. I could certainly see Carolina winning. Proud organization. Coming off a 15-1 season. Off the bye. At home. You know, Arizona's struggling. Both these teams have lived, you know, are below expectations in, in terms of their Super Bowl pass, a lot of people thought. But I think Arizona's just flat out better. You know, the... Their weapons against that Carolina secondary. I don't think they'll rush the passer all that well. Um, I think Arizona's more legit than Carolina, but that's a tough game going into Carolina right now. They're a you know a wounded animal.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a rematch of the AFC NFC title game from last year, and yeah. both of these teams are uh, in in different places right now, and certainly Carolina is. Uh, Michael Orr, it, their left tackle, still out with a concussion. You know, David Newton, who is the the Panthers reporter for ESPN, said, had tweeted out something that, that Ron Rivera says they're not in sell mode, you know, with, with right. the trade okay. line coming up in November. You surprised by that?
1: Not really. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl last year. They're fifteen and one. No one's in in jeopardy of losing their jobs there or anything. That division, although, you know, Atlanta looks really good. I mean, it wouldn't shock either one of us, I bet, if, you know, if Carolina goes on a run here, you know, if they win seven of their next eight or seven of their Mm -hmm. next nine and redeem their season, maybe sneak into the playoffs, get hot at the right time. And who would they sell? I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, who are the expensive old dudes? I mean, they're not going to sell Cam or Keekly or anyone like that, you know. So Yeah,
2: I mean, uh, is there anyone in their their receiving core is just so nondescript, you know, other than Benjamin and, sure. you know, I know that Funches is still young. I'm, you know, I'm not, not sure how much Olson. Ted Ginn – Yeah, I mean, how much could Ted Ginn really help anyone, you know? Right, right. I don't think anyone's beating down
1: their door for Teddy.
2: Yeah. So, uh, by the way, after uh, this game the, uh, with the Cardinals, Carolina will go to St. Louis and then they're home for the Chiefs and then home home to the Saints. So. Yeah. Uh, right now, games. one and five,
1: but they can uh, maybe win three them. of the next four, and you know yeah. get back on track. I don't think that's far fetched.
2: All right, all right. So Tampa Bay is at home. The Bucks are three and three. The Raiders are five and two. Uh, Raiders uh, are have won four of their five games at at home, but they'll be in uh, Tampa this coming Sunday.
1: Bucks and Raiders. Who do you like? Oakland's just so much better, in my opinion. You know, I'm not sure that they're a five and two type of team. But they've gone to the East Coast several times already this year. And, you know, the, the Raiders a couple of years ago get blown out in those games. You know, I think they're mm-hmm. progressing as an organization. Defense still is questionable, and I think it should be better than it is. Um, Mike Evans is a beast. I'm a Winston fan. Jockeys Rogers have been running the ball really well. But I just don't see enough from Tampa. I, I don't think their defense is enough resistance for the, for the Raiders
2: yeah you know the Raiders they played in Jacksonville last week and they have uh, stayed in the area all this week to get ready for this game so maybe that helps with the uh, body clock and all that sort of stuff so I'm with you i'll I'll go with the Raiders uh, this game's a pick' em game uh, but uh, I'll, I'll go with the Raiders to improve to uh, six and two against the uh, three and three Tampa Bay Bucks all right Seahawks in. New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Seahawks are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under right now is set at 48. How yeah. much offense do you think we see from the Saints?
1: Phew, This is one – This if this was in Seattle, I'd be like, forget about it. The Seahawks are going to crush them. They'll mm-hmm. run all over them. The Saints D stinks You know, Jimmy Graham will have a big game against his former team. And I still think Seattle's offense – does a lot more than they did. You know, they're going to score more than six points. You know they're going to do a lot more than they did against Arizona. I think that's a pretty darn good group overall. You know I think Tyler Lockett and those guys should have their way with the secondary. But I hate picking against the Saints at home. I mean, just it doesn't matter yeah. who they play. You know they're they're so much better at home. Breeze lights up everyone at home. I'm still taking Seattle, but kind of like the Carolina game, I don't feel super strong about that. And, and it's kind of a trend through the week.
2: Yeah, Breeze right now, Matt. He's completing. Almost 69% of his passes. Now, look, the team is 2-4, and but, I mean, he's averaging a career best 350 passing yards a game. Uh, I I mean, I thought this would be the year maybe we saw him take a a step back and regress. He's been better than ever in, in some respects.
1: Yeah, and they have a guy in Michael Thomas who's a really good player, Sneed's underrated, not getting a lot out of Ingram in the ground game, but it doesn't matter, you know, and and some of his are fantasy type stats where they're losing and he throws like crazy, but he's not dropped off at all. I mean, he's a tremendous player.
2: Yeah. And, uh, by the way, this is a uh, sort of a reunion game is superstar Jimmy Graham yeah, turns yeah. to New yeah. Orleans. It looks like they're starting to figure out how to, you know, how to use him.
1: Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe that he has now become sort of the focal point. Of the offense, you know, that this was probably the plan all along. Much different scheme that he goes from, from the Saints to Seattle. So it took some time and then the injury hit. Um, yeah, him and, and Wilson really have it going on. And you know what? That brings me to something that over the years you and I have on the air have, have discussed underwear from time to time. Uh-huh. Yes. Are you familiar with Mac Weldon by chance? Mac Weldon? Yes. I am not. What is that? They are one of our sponsors and a tremendous one at that. Yes. So I very much urge you to go to Mac Weldon and use my code NFL and you will get 20% off your first purchase at
0: And I did that already.
1: I haven't yet bought underwear from them, but I bought a a very fine looking t-shirt, a zip up sweatshirt for my wife, a long sleeve t-shirt. Very comfy stuff. It's wonderful. I very, very much think you should check it out right now. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now, Roflo. I mean that I'm just just, just a fact. And I think I, you're I, right. I'm i have pulled up the website right now and there looks like some good stuff in some here. Some real good stuff. And my fans on this on the locked on network here love it when I say the word antimicrobial. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know what antimicrobial is, Roflo. No, I but it's
2: rolled off your tongue now, didn't it?
1: <laughs> it means that they eliminate odor. They have these silver oh, underwear and shirts that are antimicrobial that eliminate odor, and they're super yeah. duper comfy. You got to check but, them out, brother.
2: All right, I'll check them out. Now, when you say anti-odor, I mean so That's it a, can withstand a, some of the. <laughs>
1: That's a tough task. I don't know. I mean, does it filter it all out, or I, don't I need know. to try them it. out? I, All right. So, what's
2: what's the code again? What's the code? Oh, okay. yeah.
1: You go to MacWeldon You get twenty percent off using my promo code, which is just NFL. It's great stuff. It. I highly All recommend. Right. Look All at right.
2: you, the way you seamlessly put that. I'll just put that it right in there. in. That's Look really it. good stuff. <laughs> I've
1: come a long way.
2: Yeah. Hey, we should we should mention. Um, I just come across it. You know, we're we're taping this here Friday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jamal Charles is out for Sunday's <laughs> game against okay. the Colts, so even more of a workload. Uh, for, for Spencer Ware. You know, I All think right, that so, might be a
1: good thing, sitting him down, because yeah. you know, it doesn't look right. Ware's handling business. You know, you, maybe Charles is that last month of the season guy that comes in with fresh legs when everybody else is taking a pounding and takes his running game up a notch.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, and, I, I'm with you. I mean, I may, like you said, maybe it's just, there's still some swelling in the knee and, and they've been extra cautious with him. Um, so maybe it's just taking his is uh, rehabbed just a little bit longer uh, to, to get f- to, or to get that knee fully healthy. Uh, so did, did, did you go with the Seahawks or the saints? I got the Hawks. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go with the Seahawks as well. Um, I, I think that they'll have enough defense and just enough offense to win this game, but uh, it, it's, you know, Could be a uh, I'm really interested. Is That's one of the games that I'll definitely be watching. Where are we right. going next on
1: the slate there, doc?
2: Lions and my Texans at home, Uh, the Lions are getting two and a half points. The over-under is 46. Lamar Miller says he expects to be playing, but he's just not sure how much. You know, he injured his shoulder uh, Monday night against the the, the Broncos. Um, You know, look, I've seen – just about every snap from, from the Texans and, and their offense is bad. Brock Osweiler is bad. Their offensive line is bad. And I don't think that gets talked about enough. No. Um, you know, uh, to me, it looks like Bill O'Brien and the play callers are just afraid to let Brock Osweiler throw the ball downfield. I, I you know, I don't know if he's been instructed to, you know, uh, it's just, and I don't see how you can play that way, you yeah. know, and, and it, it's clearly not working. And I think this is a, I think it's getting time to where we start to wonder, you know, when do you see Tom Savage?
1: Yeah. Uh, you've so much invested in this guy. He clearly is not playing well at all. I mean, maybe the most disappointing quarterback in the league right now, or Bortles, you know, considering what we thought was a possibility at least coming into the season. Any Osweiler jerseys floating around your house?
2: Mm, No. Well, you know,
1: <laughs> I have strict jersey
2: rules. So, so I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I. But no, I do not have the uh, Brock Osweiler uh, jersey in the Flores household. But yeah, as you said, look, they they gave this guy thirty something million dollars guaranteed. Um, and and this is something where it, it really, if they're going to cut him after this year, it's a huge cap hit. Yeah. Uh, but if they cut him after 2017, then the cap hit softens a bit. So I, I think they're stuck with him for at least the rest of this year and all of 2017. And you talk about a bad throwing motion. He's another one. He's six foot eight, yet, I, I, I mean, he has numerous passes batted down at the line. And when you're six foot eight, I don't see how that's possible.
1: Yeah, and he he doesn't use his height to his advantage. Rarely has a very tall quarterback done well in this league. I, I'm not sure if that's a coincidence or just haven't been enough of them to really to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But Matthew Stafford's playing out of his mind. You know, absolutely. I, I really like this Lions offense. I'm going to take Detroit in this game, but their defense is junk. I mean, if Houston can't do something against this Lions D, then I think it's, you know, maybe this is, is that breaking point of, hey, Brock, I mean, if you can't do something at home against these guys, let's see what Savage from Pitt has, has to offer.
2: Yeah, well, how different, or what are the Lions doing differently this year now that, you know, Calvin Johnson isn't there any longer? I mean, how vastly different
1: Vastly different. Really? How so? Yeah, well, vastly different when they inserted Cooter, everything's better with more Cooter, mm-hmm. into the, as the offensive coordinator. Now, remember, that was like halfway through the season last year. So, they went from like the worst rushing team, the most turnovers, you know, playing terrible football to kind of the opposite last year, and it's all about getting the ball out of Stafford's hands quickly. He's starting to use his mind a lot more. I actually sent an article in that's coming up like today uh, about this. So, uh, you know, the, the, they're using their linemen a lot better. There's a lot more ma- you know, man blocking schemes as opposed to zone. They're a bigger, heavier line, and that's working well. They're not asking those big guys to protect as long. A lot more run after the catch. A lot of screens. Yeah, you know, it's a really well-coached unit, and Stafford is thriving. And it's not like they've reeled him in and said, "You know, you can't make big throws." I mean, you saw last week. I mean, he can. He's no. still well. Oh, he's a
0: madman.
2: Yeah, I, I think he looks thinner. I think he's probably in better shape. Um, he gets Eric Ebron back, who's been out for a few yeah. weeks. So he he's he's coming back uh this Sunday in Houston. I'm with you. I'm gonna go with the Lions. I, I think offensively, I think they're vastly superior to Houston. I know there's concerns uh defensively, but I, I could see the Lions defense coming up with just you know that that one stop that they need to preserve. I think it's gonna be close, but I think the Lions find a way to win. All right, all right. All
1: right. Who we got?
2: Uh, let's see, after, after that, we are going to, oh, shoot, I had it in front of me. Oh, this reminds me of our show Yeah, so
1: this, is, this sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, very
2: familiar. <laughs> okay. All right, the Jets and the Browns, uh-huh. and the Jets, of course, will be everyone's pick in the survivor pool this week. Uh, I'm in a survivor pool at my, at my, uh, uh place of employment, and I've gone with the, th- with the theory, just pick. Whoever's playing the Browns, and Matt. so far, it has served me well. You've survived, uh, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick is back. Um, you know the Browns are a mess, Matt. Uh, I, I feel I, I feel so bad for for their fans, and and you, you've been a part of that organization. It's just such a mess. Um, but but I look, it wouldn't shock me if the Jets found a way to lose, but
1: I, I'm going to take them anyway. You look at the Browns schedule. I mean, this might be their only chance to get on the board, you know, to Ooh. get a win. And I'm Ooh. still not Ooh. taking them, but at least it's in Cleveland. McCown is back. I think that's a good thing. I think he's their best option a quarterback to, you know, to win a game. Although they've played six quarterbacks this year. That's unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Um, but and chance. like half of them weren't even on the roster at training <laughs> right, camp.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I mean, they didn't they didn't start the season with six guys on the roster. Um yeah. The Jets, they leaned on Forte this past week. I think that's enough on the road. You know, the Forte, Marshall, hopefully Fitzpatrick doesn't throw them six, you know, interceptions. I don't know how you pick anybody against the Browns right now. Their defense is horrible.
2: Yeah. Um, after this week's game, they've got the Cowboys. They go to Baltimore. Then they go, uh, they host the Steelers. That doesn't And, matter. yeah, they they still have to play the Steelers twice. Right. So... Yeah, and they go. They, there's a trip to Buffalo. You know, they they have a Christmas Eve game against the San Diego Chargers. Um, maybe I, I don't know, but. San Diego's you're a lot right.
1: better team than Cleveland is.
2: Yeah, you're right. But I, I'm just saying, But by that time, nearly everyone, I'm sure, I'm sure the Chargers will have lost by like 10 or 12 more players to injury <laughs> by then. Uh, no so, Chargers, no. Yeah, all right. So so we're both going with the Jets. Yes. All right. May, maybe the most, um, I don't know if eagerly anticipated or the most anticipated game of the weekend, it's the Patriots going to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, remember everyone was calling for Rex Ryan to be fired. Well, now he's won, what, four straight? No, they and... lost his
1: past week in Miami. Oh, that's, that's yeah. right. Okay, so he's won three of yes. four.
2: Uh, they had won four straight. He's won four or five. They lost to the Dolphins in Miami. Now they get the Patriots. I, I, I know it's going to Buffalo but I learned a long time ago it's just it's not good business to pick against the Patriots, so I'm going to go with New England.
1: Yeah, and I don't even think the Patriots played their best game in Pittsburgh this last week, and they still pretty much controlled the action early, late when it mattered most. You know, I look at Buffalo and think they're back to earth. I mean, they're an average team. They're not a, a you know win four in the row type of team. They don't have weaponry. McCoy's banged up. No Sammy Watkins, obviously. Uh, I I don't know how I pick anyone against the Patriots right now. Yeah. And I think that
2: McCoy mad is doubtful. doubtful. So you looking at as maybe as uh, Mike Gillisley yeah. uh getting the start. Uh, there's there's so.
1: really lacking weapons in, in Buffalo uh, and Gronk <laughs> is a madman. Brady's playing unbelievable. Um I actually think this is a blowout. I think the Patriots crush them and just send a message.
2: I'm wondering if maybe the Patriots are my team to Locked to pick in the survival, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I, I think we're both in agreement there that we that we're taking the uh, the Bills. Uh, I'm sorry, the Patriots. Yes, sir. It, I think is it next week that the that the Patriots go to Seattle on a Monday night?
1: Uh, it might be. I don't have the schedule yeah. in front of me.
2: Yeah, you know, speaking of of, and that should be a good game, like a good national size oh, yeah. game. I was thinking about this last night as I was watching yet another terrible Thursday night game. How many games this year have you watched that you were like, boy, that was a good game? Haven't most of the games just been crappy?
1: Yeah, fewer than ever. And see, I'm in disagreement. The 6-6 tie I loved because it was just great defense. I mean... Everyone's so fantasy driven and yeah, my fantasy died didn't mm. score enough points, but the special teams were dreadful, but I love the defense in that game. So that one doesn't co- count to me, but there's been a lot of them that are like, man, this isn't as entertaining as I want or as competitive as I want. And the NFL needs to work on that. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it, it's a problem and too many penalties and, you know, some people don't know what a catch is, you know, there's just some, some things that need cleaned up for sure in the league.
2: I will say I thought Chargers Falcons was pretty entertaining. Oh yeah, last week that was you know that was good. But but you're right. Uh, more often than not, the games have just not been good. Speaking of the Chargers, go Chargers! <laughs> go! Oh, so
1: I have no. to provide
2: my own uh, drops here.
1: Christopher Walker. Uh, Chargers should have. have
2: to go to uh, Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos coming off that win at home against the Texans. Uh, no C.J. Anderson. Uh, who, who's, who's the backup? It's uh, Booker. booker. It booker? Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think of him? He's, he's all a right.
1: Yeah. He's all right. He, he fell in the draft because of injury concerns coming out of school. Uh, he really fits. He has some Arian Foster like to him. He really fits the Kubiak zone running scheme. Um, I don't think there'll be a massive drop off. Although I'm a big Anderson fan. Uh, their, their lines playing better this year. I'm not a Simeon guy, but this is in Denver. I'm going to take Denver. I think this could be a highly entertaining game. I'm a big believer in the Chargers. Uh, I've been pumping them up like crazy. You know, we haven't had this conversation, but they were my my rebound team of the offseason. Loved their draft. <laughs> loved their free agency. And then they lost Keenan Allen, and I kind of got off the train. Then they lost Verrett, and they got off the train. But yeah. they're really – I mean, they're still playing very well. Phillip Rivers is a star.
2: No, I mean – I I've always thought Phillip Rivers was good, but maybe I was I underestimated how good because you you mentioned Keenan Allen. By the way, they also lost Danny Woodhead. Uh you know, Stevie Mel- Johnson way back when people don't even yes, remember that, you know? Absolutely. Uh a- Antonio Gates has been out of the line in and out of the lineup. Plus he's, he's really old. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's really old. So he's doing it with like guys. Like, what? what's that dude's name? Tyrell Williams. And or, he's good.
1: You know? <laughs> I mean, he's a guy, yeah. Hunter Henry's playing well. Yeah, yeah so he's good. just,
2: like, taking guys—he's doing, I think, a lot what Tom Brady has done throughout his mm-hmm. career, which is just seemingly get guys not big names, not highly drafted, and turn them into players. So, But with that being said, I, I don't see it being enough. Uh, the Broncos' defense is just so nasty— uh, they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite, so uh, I, I'm with you. I'm going to take the Broncos. All right, Falcons, who beat the Char- or who lost to the Chargers last week. Uh, they are at home against the Green Bay Packers. Atlanta is getting three points. The over-under, 52. So the odds maker looking for a high-scoring
1: matchup. What do you think? Atlanta's not a dog, are they? At home? No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, Atlanta okay. is giving three. I okay, that so. makes more sense. And I do like Atlanta on this one. I don't love Atlanta's defense, but I see a shootout in this game. Um, But I don't know what the the Packers do with Julio. They're really banged up at corner. They have no answer for him. Um, Atlanta's at home. I think Matt Ryan's playing really well. Green Bay's hard to run on, but I still think Atlanta does enough in that regard. You know, who's going to be the Packers running backs? I mean, like this this Ty Montgomery story is lovely and all, but he's not a running back. You know, I mean, they need a power guy in there. Um, I think this will be a really fun one, though. I think this will be a lot like Chargers uh, Falcons from a week ago. Go down to the wire, good quarterback play, get a lot of high scoring action. I think this will be a great game.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you know what? I, heck I'm rarely on this show, so I'll do. I'll take <laughs> the. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the underdog. So give me the Packers. That would be a uh, cup yeah. of mud,
1: upset <laughs> special. There you go. Yeah, might as well. What do you got to lose? Yeah. Okay.
2: Here's another intriguing game: the Sunday night game, Cowboys and the Eagles in Arlington. Uh, Dak Prescott back at quarterback, still a quarterback. Uh, Tony Romo was back on the practice field this week, uh, but still not ready to go. Uh, the Eagles. And I don't
1: think they're rushing
2: him back exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is is Prescott? How much better is he? than what you thought he'd be when you evaluated him while, you know, coming out of college?
1: Uh, light years, obviously. I mean, I thought he went in the draft about where he should have. Obviously, I and the NFL and many people were wrong. Um, I, I have many, many good things to say about him, but he couldn't have fallen into a better situation either. You know, that I think that they're bringing him along the right way, a great offensive line, obviously a big-time running game. But he's done up without Des Bryant, too. I mean, they're one of the best offenses in the league. And he's, you know, Cole Beasley in you to death. And he's very, very poised. He's not reliant on running, even though he's a good athlete. Um, I think Dallas proved when they went to Green Bay that they can run on anybody. And I really like the Eagles' defense. But I think the Eagles' offense is really shorthanded right now. You know, that there's just, there's just not enough. They're, they're really short on weapons.
2: All right, so if, if the Cowboys, I, I'm going to pick the Cowboys at home too. Um, so if they're, they're they'll be six and one going into a game in Cleveland, which they'll be favored to win. So that would put them seven and one going into a an after a Sunday afternoon game in Pittsburgh. I mean,
1: when do you do you bring Romo back or? Yeah, as you can imagine, I've been asked this a million times. And early in the season, I was just like, it's an easy decision. Romo, when he's out there, is a very good NFL quarterback. And a good offense would be even better. He's going to be better at the line of scrimmage. He's going to be a better passer, drive the ball downfield more. But now, like you said, I mean, if you're 7-1, and one, why <laughs> rock the boat? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, so I'm starting to really come around to the idea that you just leave it as is. Something goes wrong. Tony's there, but in the meantime, you just go with it, you know. And clearly, next year Prescott's the guy. But I can't get over the fact, though. I mean, when Romo's on the field, he's really good. Yeah, yeah,
2: and it's just it's. I mean, it's a really an un. It's un, It's almost unthinkable that this conversation is even happening. But yeah. um, I think it goes to to two things. Matt, it, one, it, it's the, the, just the superior nature of the Cowboys offensive line and um, Ezekiel Elliott. Those two things in concert have, have really made, uh, it, it, I, I, mean, it's cra- I mean, for me, those two things have made Dak Prescott
1: possible, right? I mean, yes. it's not to take anything away from him. But right. he was great in the preseason, too. You know what I mean? Like without all these things humming, and of course it's the preseason, but he's looked like he belongs from the second he went out there, and that to me is the most surprising thing too. Like he didn't take snaps from under center in college, you know, and he's doing that. Yeah, right. Doing his whole life, you know. He deserves a lot of credit, but like I said, I mean, his situation's been very helpful, and I like Wentz a lot more. And right now, Wentz's situation's starting to let him down. It is 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 Prescott.
2: When you look at him, is he? Is he just first read, throwing the ball, getting it get out quickly, or is he, like, going through the progressions?
1: More and more going through the progressions. And, you know, a lot of it's a short passing game, but he's hitting guys like Beasley and stride, and they're getting yards after the catch. And his yards per attempt are amongst the highest in the league now, too. I mean, it's not all dink and dunk, you know, dropping it off. And, again, that's without Dez. Um, play action certainly helps him a lot, but that's, you know, that's good coaching.
2: Yeah. All right. So did we pick there? I, I picked the Cowboys. I got I Dallas picked. at home. Okay. All right. So that's the Sunday That's the Sunday night game. So that means that – Oh, the hi-hat. On the kick Yeah,
1: drum. there you go.
2: <laughs> On the kick drum. In the kick drum. Come, come.
1: Uh, the kick
2: all right. Vikings, Bears. Yuck. Yeah. I tell you what. Uh, ESPN paid a billion dollars for the NFL – and their Monday night schedule is garbage, and they get one playoff game, and it's a wild card game, and I think it's on ABC. Dude, they should have um, given that money to us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, they should be asking for a refund because their games have been dog. Yeah. Uh, now, I do think in a couple of weeks they, it's Seattle and the Patriots. So that, will on paper, looks to be a good game. I this think one, that's going to be the Super Bowl, by the way. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, but this game right now looks terrible. Vikings, Bears, Jake Cutler is back. The Vikings getting four, or they're giving four and a half on the road. I'm going to take the Vikings here.
1: I am too. I just think their defense just destroys the Bears, and it's a great unit. But, you know, the Vikings were exposed last week, and it's something I've been calling for for a while, is their their offensive line is a real problem, and it's not going to get any better unless they go out and trade for a Joe Thomas or a Staley or something like that. But I just don't think Chicago can, you know, uh, abuse that uh, weakness right now. And and Bradford and Diggs and those guys should do enough. But I don't see a lot of points. You know, I just don't see the Bears scoring at all.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: How bad is the Vikings offensive line? Bottom two or three. I mean, they were bad at the two tackle spots and then they lost those two guys for Mm -hmm. the year. And they go out and sign Jake Long, who nobody wants, and he's played like 15 snaps, and there's rotating guys everywhere. It's horrible. I mean, it really is. And they haven't had a running game all year, even when Peterson was healthy.
2: Yeah, uh, you're, you're right. And and Jake McKinnon, I think, or Jarek McKinnon, I I, like I think, I, I like him too. And uh, Matt Asiata, you know, he's a touchdown vulture. He's He's good in short yardage, but they just – they just can't block anyone. It's as simple as that. And and you know, Mike Zimmer was really critical of the offensive line and calling him soft and da da da. I, I don't think I think I don't think that's the, that they're soft. It's just that they're not any good. They're just not good, and right? Yeah, no. I mean, seriously. Right. I mean, you, you know, you could be as as determined as tenacious as possible, but if you're just not talented. Then it what you know, what's the point? And I think that's the problem with the Vikings is just that there's no talent there, Matt.
1: Yeah, and especially a tackle. The interior is just average. The tackles are awful. Um Bradford made up for a lot. Bradford played so well before last week. he made up for a lot of that. And I think he still will, you know he he went back against Philadelphia last week and played a team that knew him really, really well and, and knew how to exploit his weaknesses and plus nobody blocked for him. I just don't think the Bears can do that to Bradford like Philadelphia did. All right,
2: so that's it. We've picked all the games. Man. Yeah, man, this was awesome. This was fun. I'm glad you. I'm glad you asked. Anytime you. Uh, anytime you need my help again, feel
1: free <laughs> to uh, to to give me a holler. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, you brought some drops to the table. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> we have been missing that. Yes, I, I miss being the co-host. It was nice to have people ask me questions. I dig it. This was a blast, man. Thank you. You uh, you got
2: it, and uh, I'm gonna be all over that underwear right now.
1: Oh yeah, Mac Weldon's good stuff. All right, man. All right, all right. Audio. Well, enjoy uh,
2: in, enjoy your football weekend near, near uh, downtown Pittsburgh, you and uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have to do this again sometime.
1: Absolutely, bud. We'll see you.
2: Okay.
0: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10:31:17.